I kept trying to fit what I saw the market needed. The problem with that, obviously something important, but the problem with that is that I was going at it from the outside in Mm. instead of going from the inside out. What I mean by that is that things change when I stopped looking for the answer outside of myself and started looking for the answer through self-reflection and through, through guided mentors inside of myself and ask myself things like, what would I do for free all day long without getting tired? And that would leave me pumped and excited and wanting more. And then matching that answer to what have I been trained to do? What are experience that I have that give me some credibility or authority in a topic or another, right? And then the answer to that, now going more granular, matching that is what are some needs in the world that this thing that I've discovered can solve? Welcome to the Thought Leader Revolution with Nikki Ballou. Join the revolution. There's never been a better time in history to speak your truth, find your freedom, and make your fortune. Each week, we interview the world's top thought leaders and learn the secrets of how they built a six to seven figure practice. This episode has been brought to you by eCircleAcademy.com, the proven system to add six to seven figures a year to your thought leader practice. Welcome to another exciting episode of the podcast, The Thought Leader Revolution. I'm your host, Nikki Ballou, and boy, do we have an incredible guest lined up for you today. I was just on her podcast. She is the person who runs the Masters of Clarity business. She is an author, a speaker, a coach. She organizes TEDx Talks. I'm speaking, of course, of none other than the one, the only, Dolores Hirschman. Welcome to the show, Dolores. <laughs> thank you, Nikki. You you make me sound so good. <laughs> Why, thank you. So, Dolores, <laughs> our listener is listening to this show because they want to learn. They come on the show because they're an entrepreneur. They're someone who has a dream. They want to make their dream come true. They want to serve people. They want to live life as the best version of themselves. They want to learn from you. But before they can do that, they need to know who you are. Tell us your backstory. Yes, I will. So I'm originally from Argentina. I've been in this in the US for about 20 years. I'm a mother of four. And my story is, I think, a continuous quest of realizing that that you just mentioned your listeners are longing to. I think for most of my life, I've had this feeling kind of like this heaviness on my chest saying, I'm meant to do more. I'm meant to play big and no idea how to fulfill that. So really, that's kind of been the common thread. So what did that look like? Well, I graduated from University of San Andres Business School in Argentina. My Actually, my thesis in 1996 was marketing on the internet, relationship marketing. So I've been on digital relationship-based marketing for whatever, 23 years now. Incredible. Yeah. And it's been kind of a quest of what is my thing. I'm a serial entrepreneur, started multiple companies. And then I came about and say, I'd ask myself, is that what is it that I would do for free all day long? What is it that I want to be doing day in and day out? And the truth is, the answer to that question is, I want to hang out with ideas. That's why I volunteered and became a TEDx organizer. And that's really what started shaping my business and my work. Because today I work with 
service entrepreneurs or people with who have ideas on how to have an impact in the world. And I help them communicate them more effectively, be on stages, different stages, including TEDx, and grow their business from a clear strategy and clear action plan. That's fascinating. So <laughs> like me, you're an immigrant. Uh, I come from Iran. You come from Argentina. And you've always had a vision to make a difference and to help people basically live life as the best version of themselves. And mm -hmm. you've managed to find yourself a way to make this happen. So mm -hmm. you organize TEDx Talks. I think that's fascinating. My listener is definitely interested in that. Talk a little bit about that. Yeah, so I've been an organizer for a few years here in Massachusetts. And what that looks like is really, I mean, uh, uh, TED grants these licenses for people to organize events. And, and it's one of those things that if you say yes to that, that's a whole commitment that you say yes to. But the, the beauty of that process and the beauty of that work is that it gets me talking with people with really big ideas. One of the things I love about that process is that the application process draws a lot of people. So some years we've had hundreds of applicants. And for me, I love getting to know these people, interviewing them, finding the right ones for my stage, but also getting to know all of all these amazing people out into in the world doing really cool work. You know, I've had one of my speakers, he is a doctor, he's a professor at Harvard, he's like a very well-known doctor, and he has an idea and he's been doing research for the last 10 years. He does scientific research on miracles. And he is exploring, and I know he's running a book on this, the the boundaries or the edge of medicine from the place of how much can doctors and medicine heal and when medicine is no longer an option what happens with those terminal illnesses and he studies these cases that don't really have a solution from the medical world and they're told you know you have six months to live and you've heard of miracle stories that people live past their expiration date or due date and into many years later. And so he studies what happened and what he says is that there's a whole land of expiration, which is, I mean, for you and I, it's not new, the, the, the whole concept of mindset and how the mind and the lifestyle and habits can really turn a terminal illness diagnosis, turn it around, right? So he studies those kind of cases. But this is one example of the hundreds of people I've met through being a TEDx organizer and interviewing them. This man's story is incredible. Yeah. Um, he's yeah. actually putting the scientific basis in place yeah. for people to be able to accept how powerful the mind is in healing. Yep. Yeah, he's a he's a psychiatric doctor. He's a director of a hospital here in Massachusetts. He he struggled to come out with this work because it was a little bit on the edge of the medical establishment comfort zone, if you want. But now that he's out, you know, is is amazing. I love it. I love it. I think that's fantastic. You said he's writing a book. He's yeah. The last I talked to him, he was writing a book. Yeah. Well, once he has his book ready, introduce him to me. I should have him on the show. He sounds like he's a yes. fascinating individual. Yeah, I'll take it with him, yeah. <laughs> so 
you do this, you organize these talks, and you're very much all about helping people use their expertise, get on the right platforms, and be able to share this. Talk a bit about that. How did you get into that? How is it that you've discovered the value of this? Yeah, so it was really through doing the work as a volunteer in TEDx, I realized, I realized a couple of things, that doing the work and talking about the work are two different experiences, and that there always comes a time when an, an entrepreneur, an expert, an author wants to reach a larger audiences, so they must talk about the work. And so in doing the work for TEDx, for my TEDx, I realized how difficult it actually is to communicate effectively about your work. That was the lesson number one. I, I just didn't know. I never explored it. And number two is that these people with these big ideas and these big messages, once they're able to effectively communicate them, now they need to find the platforms to speak from or, yeah, to speak from. And it's also easier said than done if you've never done it. And so that led me to to think and ask myself, how can I help people solve this problem? One, I'm really good and I love helping someone kind of become straightforward with their messaging. That's what I did for my, for free for my TEDx speakers. Um, and so I turned that into an asset into my business. And today what I do is I help people clarify their message. And then I, we have built a team in my company, in the agency, where we either, we, we actually research and pitch on our client's behalf for them to get selected to speak. It could be a podcast, it could be a radio show, it could be a conference or industry event, it could be a TEDx event. You know, it depends. Different clients have different goals. But we now do the work for them because there is a, a dance or a strategy, if you want, that you have to play in approaching organizers and in securing a placement in those platforms. And you and I talked about this when we were talking about how do we get guests for our show, right? There's a strategy to that. And most people don't know it. Yeah, 100%. So talk to me about how you figured this out yourself and how it's been working for you to, to get on stages. And, and how did you get to clarify your own message? And let's really talk about the, the thinking that went behind that, because that's what thought leadership's about, right? Absolutely. I was actually just on an interview this morning about this topic. So Sometimes we end up serving with the pain point that we've suffered the most, right? Yes. And so for many years, and you can you can actually ask my husband because he, he'll verify this. It was almost like an anxiety or a, a feeling of pressure like around my throat chakra and my chest. Like this feeling that I was running out of time, that I was not getting it, that I wasn't sure what is it that I had to do my core message, my core idea, but the, it was something there. And I kept trying to fit what I saw the market needed. The problem with that, obviously something important, but the problem with that is that I was going at it from the outside in mm. instead of going from the inside out. What I mean by that is that things change when I stopped looking for the answer outside of myself and started looking for the answer through self-reflection and through, through guided mentors inside of myself and ask myself things like, 
What would I do for free all day long without getting tired? And that would leave me pumped and excited and wanting more. And then matching that answer to what have I been trained to do? What are experience that I have that give me some credibility or authority in a topic or another, right? And then the answer to that, now going more granular, matching that is, what are some needs in the world that this thing that I've discovered can solve? And then the last question there was, what are examples of this kind of need and and, and what do people pay for it? And, and what does it look like, right? What what, are, what is a job description or, or a product description or something that will give me some, some guidance? So, so this layer of questioning from what would I do for free all day long with, with match that with what do I have experience and authority solving or working with, match that answer with the market needs and then match that answer with similar jobs or opportunities where people have paid money for, that really was a process that I used to find my my core idea, my core messaging. And it never fails. It was in front of your nose all along. We just couldn't see it, right? Mm-hmm. And then after that, then I go even more granular and I have a, a, a framework that I teach to put that kind of idea into a very clear one sentence statement. So, Dolores, this is interesting, and I want to expand on some of the points that you made. So, most people that get started in business become entrepreneurs, right? They do this because they feel that they were imbued with a mighty purpose from Almighty God. And they feel in a moment of clarity that they need to go out and make that purpose come alive. And then fear takes over. And fear knocks most people out of the game. They don't even get started. But there are a band of brothers and sisters that get started as the entrepreneur. These are the the greatest heroes of our society because all new jobs come from them. All innovation comes from them. All good things, all problems get solved because these people have the courage to pursue their dream. So out of every thousand people that pursue a dream, and this is a framework I've created called the Stages of the Thought Leader's Journey, 800 people never get out of the first stage. And the first stage is what I call the newcomer stage. That's when you're starting in business. You're excited. You want to do what you do. And you want to make sure that you are someone who's getting things done and you're making them happen. But you don't really know what you're doing. And you're barely making any money at all. And most people who do this stay stuck because they can't figure it out. So 800 out of 1,000 people stay in the newcomer stage. 200 people move to the next stage, which I call the unconscious expert. That's when some people are buying and you're making some money. You're making a difference. Maybe you're making 30, 40, 50, 60,000 a year, but you don't know why. Your messaging isn't clear. People aren't understanding what it is that you bring to the table. And sometimes they get it and they buy you, but usually they don't. Your billings are lumpy, right? And I was stuck in this stage myself for very many years. And most people out of the 200 that get to the stage, 150 stay here, only 50 move on to the next stage. That's 5% of the original thousand. And that's the conscious expert. That's when you're making some money. You're making 100, 150,000, 200,000 a year. You're 
message is clear. People know why you're an expert and they buy from you, but it's still based on time for money. And people get stuck here. Even though they may be doing well, they may be making as much as 300, 350,000 a year on the high end. They're burning out. They don't have a lot of free time. They're working harder to make their money and they're not sure they can sustain it. That's mm-hmm. what happens over there. And then out of the the 50 that made it here, only 10 go to the next stage. That's what I call the thought leader stage. That's mm-hmm. where you've arrived. That's where you're known in the marketplace. People actually seek you out. You're making a half a million to two and a half million a year. And you're making the difference you were born to make. And out of the the 1% that get here, 10, one gets to the final stage, which I call celebrity thought leader. Those are the Tony Robbins, the Robin Sharmas, the Marine Forleos of the world. They're making 5 million, 10 million, even $100 million a year. Captains of industry seek them out. People like Oprah say, come on my show. You know, world leaders seek them out. They are making a difference on a grand scale. The problem mm-hmm. is very few people get to be at that level. And with most programs, that's what happens. Now, my mentor is a man by the name of Matt Church. He's one of my mentors. In Australia, he created Thought Leaders Global. And mm-hmm. Matt has had 12, 1,300 people go through his programs. And this is what attracted me to Matt. 80 of the people that have gone through his program get to that conscious expert thought leader stage. 50% get to the thought leader stage. So we brought this material, this work to Canada and put our own spin on it. And our results haven't been quite that good. We've been 57% of the people are in those stages. But what I can tell you is this is that clarity is key. Most people are so unclear, they never, ever, ever get to stand out in the marketplace. What you're talking about really is how to help people stand out, isn't it? Yeah. So one of the things that I've learned, um, Nikki, in the the process of of selecting us, I was in the curating space of TEDx, is I could tell when an application would stand out and it would like come up to the top of our pile and call our attention, the team that I had put together for curating. And then many applications never really even caught our eyes. And so I started studying what was successful in the ones that did stand out. And I've actually, I have a book called Stand Out the Ted Way. You do? You didn't tell me I this. I do. So it's that, didn't I? I thought, so you actually, you, if you go to my website in the free resource, you can download the book for free, Stand Out the Ted Way. Nice. And what it is, is I actually said, okay, how can these rules of these people that are standing out in a TEDx application process, how can I apply those rules to the marketplace in especially digital marketing and service entrepreneurship? And the one thing, you nailed it, Nikki, is that The people that were making to the second round of interviews for TEDx were those people, when I asked the question, what is the idea behind your talk? They could answer that in one sentence. The really good ones could answer it in six words. So if you can do that, you can go past the, at least the first round of interviews for TEDx. If you can do that on the marketplace, you're at least going to get a click on your post. If you can walk out into the world, whether you're networking in person, on social media, whatever, and people with the first glance know exactly 
what you're up to and what you stand for. That's the clarity that you're talking about to go from newcomer all the way to celebrity in record time. Because it is, it is moving, up, moving from talking about what you do to talking about what you stand for in a clear, concise way that it refers to the problems that the market is trying to solve. So you, you, you and I, I think, both stand for increasing the number of newcomers that go into the level of unconscious expert. I mean, 800 newcomers to 200 unconscious expert is not, I don't want to tolerate that. And my way of helping that problem is bringing clarity. Your way of filling that problem is your way. But I mean, we are taking a stand for that, that percentage. Yeah, 100%. I mean, listen, clarity is a big part of what we do. You have to have a clear message. Your yep. message has to be clear. Your market has to be clear. So that that's really important. Most people don't understand who their market is. They'll just go, oh, you know, I work with entrepreneurs. Well, entrepreneurs is a huge market, man. That's not yeah, good. Yeah, I work, I work specifically with, with confused entrepreneurs. There you, there you go. And even that's a huge, huge, huge market. Huge market. And it, I, I, yeah. I would submit to you it's too huge, right? Yeah, we have We have a fellow in our program. Uh, his name is Carl Kramer. Uh, I actually interviewed him for the podcast, and uh, he'll be coming up on one of our uh, our shows in the next little while. Carl is a brilliant executive coach, okay? He's in his mid to late 50s, super smart guy. He's been around the block, right? He, he knows what he's talking about. He's helped a lot of people be successful. And yet Carl was stuck. You know, he did well, but he never went beyond this band, which was kind of like five, six, seven, eight K a month. You know, uh, I may be wrong on the exact number, but it was in that band. Under, like he, the, under the 10. Yeah. Like maybe he he might even say he hit 10 a couple times. I don't recall, but he certainly wasn't in the 20 band. Let's put it that way. Right. And so when Carl came to our program, Carl's message on how he helps entrepreneurs grow their business was very clear. There was no confusion about what he did and how it helped people, but he'd work with anybody. I mean, yeah. anybody. Right. And I said, Carl, that's why you're stuck, bro. You don't have a clear understanding of who you can best help. You need to narrow your niche. And he resisted at first. And he was like, no, 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 if I narrow my niche, I'll lose that on opportunities. I'm like, you're losing that on opportunities now because you look like every other executive coach on the planet. You solve business problems. Yeah, there's riches and niches. Exactly. Well said. So so Carl said, okay, I, after a while, he goes, you know what? Lawyers. I'm good with lawyers. I'm like, lawyers? Oh, my God. I'm going to help a guy who's going to make lawyers rich. Oh, boy. So, you know, he's like, but the kind of lawyer he's working with was actually some someone like you and I who's, you know, a small business owner or had some growth. They were good as a lawyer, but they weren't growing. Uh, they, they'd hit a plateau. So Carl knew how to double their business, triple their business, quadruple their business. So he started working with lawyers. And then he had his first 10K month. And I'm like, oh man, that's pretty cool, 10K. And then he had like a 20K month. He was so excited because he said if he could make 20K a month consistently when we spoke to him, right? He was like, oh my God, this would change my life. And Carl's a good guy. You know what I mean? Just a good, good, good guy. And once once he hit 20K, he was like, okay, what can I do now? I'm like, why don't you try 30K? Then he did 30K and he did it three months in a row. 
And then he yeah. did 40K and he just did 60K. Now, we we have a model of income which we have every 10K in income be like a, le- a, a martial art belt level from like white belt okay. to black belt. And we, we got this from Matt Church. It's not original to us, but 60K is black belt. And okay. so Carl did black belt in less than yeah. a year, which wow. is amazing because it's supposed to be a three-year game, right? That's what, that's what mm-hmm. Matt says. That's what we say, three-year game. But he did it because he got clarity about his market as well as his message. So I'm a big believer in clarity. I also think that most people are scared of selling, Dolores, right? They are frightened Mm -hmm. to death of selling. They just get scared when they get in front of people and they have to ask for the sale and they get all tongue-tied and it doesn't work. The reason is they don't want to come across salesy or pushy. I don't want to be that guy. I don't want to be that gal. That's a big thing I hear all the time. I'm sure you hear that too. And people just don't want to be that person. But you know what? Sales is important to growing your business. There's no getting around it. And I help them reframe sales as an act of love. So instead of coming across as salesy, they're an advocate, someone who loves people, who wants to make a difference. And so I've had people who've hated selling, never wanted to sell, now love selling because they don't look at it as selling. They look at it as serving, as loving, as caring. And I have so many examples of people making that happen. So like you, clarity is important. Learning how to sell from the heart is important. And then you got to stand out. You got to have the real goods, right? Because you can't just come up there and say, hey, I can do this and then not be able to do this, right? You have to have the ability to actually deliver. I tell people, look, if you're not good at what you do, I can't help you. Exactly. Right. And I know you are very good at what you do. You're really good at getting people on stages. You're really good. You're, you're masters in clarity. I mean, what a cool name mm-hmm. that is for a program uh, that you offer to people, Dolores. Yeah. I mean, it's about unlocking the potential through a clear communication, a clear message, whether you're talking to one person or a million people, the harvesting of that potential is all about the business models and the systems and the programs and whatever that comes simultaneous, but without that entry door of clear messaging so that people can raise their hand and say, I need to work with that person, nothing's gonna happen. Nothing's going to happen. I love that. That's brilliantly put. So, Dolores, you have a show. You interviewed me for your show. Um, And you have a series of programs. So how do people find out about your show? How do they go and watch and listen and all that good stuff? Yeah, so mastersinclarity.com. And in that, you have mastersinclarity.com, Clarity TV. You can also watch on YouTube, Clarity TV. Um, you can Google it. So people come and they can watch the show. They also have a lot of free resources. As I mentioned, the book, you can all find everything in my website. And I, you know, in their show specifically, I interview people, if you want, following your framework, Nikki, like I, I interview that one percenters, right? The thought leaders kind of like you do, but I'm now that you brought it up. I'm wondering if I should start interviewing some of the newcomers and maybe, you know, all these shows are focusing on success and what we did to get there. 
I wonder if I, this is an idea, I'm, I'm bouncing with you. I'm like, huh, maybe I should bring in some people in the really early stages and just listen to their fears. I wonder what that would look like. I'll tell you, I, I like the idea. One of the things that I've started to do is once a week, I, I take one of my clients and I do a Facebook Live with them and I have them tell their story. So mm -hmm. these people, some of them have made it, some of them are successful, some of them haven't gotten there yet. But they all have compelling stories and human beings relate to people through story. It's very important. It's very powerful. So I think it's a great idea. I'll play with it. <laughs> you know, the more you can speak to people and let them share their story, the, the more people will be drawn to that. Everyone wants to hear a story. Like last week I interviewed a man on my show. He has just gotten started as a thought leader. He, he teaches people how to talk to their kids about money and have their kids be smart with money. Uh, imagine that. That's good and important, right? Because God knows the schools don't teach your kids how to be good with money, right? They teach them how to get a job and get in debt. So this guy's got a program to teach your kids not to get in debt and to be financially savvy for the rest of their life. He just sold his first two clients. First two. Mm -hmm. He's been working on it for several months. I interviewed him. He told his story. And when we did the Facebook Live, I think four or five people only watched it, you know, because nobody knew who he was. But I'll yeah. tell you, within a day, that climbed up to like 400. And I'm like, mm -hmm. what the heck just happened here? A few people watched it. They liked the story. They liked the guy. They shared it. Then a few more people mm -hmm. watched it. They shared it. Now, this hasn't gone viral to millions or anything like that, but it's gone viral enough that mm – -hmm. For this fellow, he's probably going to get some people that need his services, contact him. And for mm -hmm. me, I did a good thing for a fellow human being. I helped him find his voice and share it with more people. That's why I do what I do. That's why you do what you do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, that's the magic. I mean, after a while, I think, and I, maybe for some people listening might be might sound weird, but you and I know that, you know, once you get past the 10K month, maybe the 20K month, you know, it's great and, and, and more sales will help you reach further and grow your team and get supported. But for many entrepreneurs, financially making it is a, is, is a doubt until you start seeing it. And the focus changes. Like for me, I think I get more excited when someone calls me and says, like I had a client last week who spoke from a TEDx stage in Europe and she had been preparing for a few months. She just sent me a message with tears in her eyes the day after the event. And that made my day. Not that I had a $20,000 day. It was that message made my day. I mean, obviously it's all good. I'm celebrating everything. I'm incredibly grateful for everything. But we start celebrating and kind of appreciating our client success so much. Appreciating our client's success so much is a wonderful way to phrase it. So, listener, I want you to know that I like Dolores very much. She's the real deal. Check out mastersinclarity.com. We'll make sure we put that in the show notes, Dolores. Download her free book. Say that name of the free book again, the TED Talk book again. Stand out the Ted way. Stand out the Ted way. You should have told me about this before. I downloaded it and, and, and read some of it before the call, and that would have made a <laughs> – so we'll need to get on each other's shows again. So yeah. make sure you download Stand Out the Ted way. And if you're thinking to yourself, 
can I be like Dolores Hirschman? Do I have what it takes? And maybe your fears are choking off your dream a little bit. Maybe your fears are starting to tell, you know, I'm here to give you some encouragement. My friend and guest John Maxwell says, everyone needs encouragement. The way you know someone needs encouragement is they're still breathing. And I want to give you encouragement and say, of course you can. And you should and you must. And the way for you to do this is go to Nikki360.com, N-I-C-K-Y-360.com. Watch my webinar, jump on my calendar, or go to ecircleacademy.com forward slash appointment or ecircleacademy.com and go to the button in the top right-hand corner to book a success call. Let's jump on the phone. Let's have a conversation. Let's help you understand what is the difference you were born to make. Let's help you get past the plateau you're on. And listen, if you're just dabbling, if you're just interested, then don't do it. Don't get on the phone because if you're a dabbler, you're not going to get anywhere anyways. I don't want to waste your time. And I don't, definitely don't want to waste my time. But if you're decisive, if you're committed, if you're beyond interested, if you're committed, you know they say in bacon and eggs, the chicken is interested, but the pig is committed. If you're like the pig and you're committed, then make sure you get on my calendar, book that call with me. It's absolutely free. And let's help you establish the blueprint to get to where you want to go. And definitely go to Nikki360.com, watch my webinar, and make sure that you are supported and that your fear doesn't end up choking off your dream. Dolores Hirschman, thank you so much for being on my show today. <laughs> thank you so much for having me. I love your energy. And yeah, this is awesome. Let's just let's just move that needle from newcomer to celebrity thought leader. I love it. I love it. And that wraps up another exciting episode of the podcast, The Thought Leader Revolution. To find out more about today's incredible guest, the one and only Dolores Hirschman from Argentina. I love Argentinians because they know how to live. They have the best stake in the world and their soccer, their football. Leo Messi, yeah. Diego Maradona, Mario Campus, man. Some of the greatest times of my life were spent watching these folks pay football. Yep. And until next time, goodbye.